this show is to get to the heart of well-being through inspirational stories of everyday people, expert insights from a number of health and lifestyle-related disciplines, and exploration of topics that underpin well-being. If you want to take control of your well-being and put yourself front and centre in your life, then this is the podcast for you. I want you to feel calm, nurtured and inspired so you can enjoy your life and your success. If you have not yet done so, please subscribe, rate and review on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you know someone else that would get value from the show as well, please share it with them. Join me on this journey and let's live the fab life together. Hello and welcome. Today I'm so delighted to introduce my guest, Karen Bender. Welcome to you, Karen. Hi, Bev. Thank you. So today we just want to get to know you a little bit better. So tell us more about yourself and what it is that you do. I do a lot of things. Um, One of my, I'm going to say, incoming gifts in this world is my intuition and more on the side of medicine. Um, People have called have referred to me as a medical intuitive, um, but I also study a lot of uh, what we call modern medicine. Um, I love pharmacy, I love chemistry, really love chemistry. Tells me a story. Um, a lot of times I can see the chemistry in, in people's bodies and what's happening. You, when I first heard about you and mm-hmm. met you, one of the things that you were doing was quite outside of intuition. So tell me more about that part of your job and your life. Yes, I'm clinically trained as a pharmacist. And that's the part of the chemistry that I absolutely love. Um, I love looking at the chemical structures. They tell me a story of what's going on in the person's body and either the herbs or the modern medicine themselves. Uh, chemistry is everywhere. So we can really tell a lot from that story and what's happening. And I really believe that the modern medicine and the intuitive medicine and the healing arts all play a piece together. So that's why I really went into that, that work. You know, I understood as a 12-year-old girl who was menstruating, um, I had this wonderful little tablet in my hand, at the time we called Nuprin, it's an ibuprofen. And I was curious as to why, when I swallowed that pill, how come it not only helped my cramps, but it also helped my headache, it helped my mood, it helped me feel better. How did that happen? Fascinating. So that really started me on my journey with medicine, modern medicine and pharmacy and actually even food. You know, how do the nutrients get everywhere in the body? And then I could see it in people also. I knew when I was younger, I started to learn when I was younger that there were images around people. There were what we call as energies around people and things that I just knew Hmm. and putting all those pieces together over a lifetime. That's really fascinating. And I guess as a a young girl, did you know that this was a special gift or did you think it was really quite ordinary? I had no idea that this was something a little bit different. And I really feel like a lot more people are tuned into this than they may want to trust or believe. But it was something that, no, I just, I just thought everybody saw, felt, heard, thought, 
gut information the same way I did. You used the word in medical intuition. So can you just describe what that is? Yes. And for, for myself, there's different, I'm going to say like different types of intuition, but the medical part of it comes clearer um, and easier for me. Um, seeing the person's body in a, in its physical form, um, but also in other messages, like the emotional body that's happening. Some people might say like the soul and the spirit work that's in there. So more of like an esoteric phase. When I am reading for someone, I ask three questions of them, of their body. And, you know, in, for me to tune in is what ails them, what will heal them. And the most important thing is what do they love? It's connecting with that inner peace in their body or that inner joy in their body and finding out where it is, where it's not, where it's stuck and starting to develop their, their healing pattern from there or trying to discover maybe what's wrong that modern science isn't seeing. That's why I refer to it as medical intuition. I want to say it's a more narrow field in the reading. You described there that it's at the physical layer, the emotional layer, and a spiritual layer. And you're looking basically for root causes that may not have been um, obvious. Correct. But I guess there's also people that may have come with a diagnosis already, you know, so some, so you, you would probably have people in both those parts of the continuum. And so what are some of the benefits of working with a medical intuitive? I often have people come to me who will say to me they are stuck. They don't know what's wrong. They have symptoms. They may have gone to multi, uh, multiple practitioners multiple healers and they are feeling as though they don't have an answer yet. I feel like the benefit of medical intuition is it brings all of that in together. I'm looking at them like a human MRI. And most of the time we can pinpoint areas. There have been times when I'm I'm blocked. I'm not allowed to see what's going on. Either the patient is blocking me or whatever they need to experience in their life, it's, it's blocking me from, from seeing them, from reading them. And that's okay. That's happened. So we figure out how, if we can unblock that, and if not, where can I, where can I guide them to from there? Um, what am I feeling? That's when I can bring in my modern medicine pieces to see where's a good way to guide them from there. Um, but I feel like when you're working with a medical intuitive, you are working and looking at steps beyond lab work. You're looking at steps beyond numbers. You're looking at a deeper picture. We're going deeper. I don't know if any of your audience ever read or maybe their kids or I don't know if grandkids, there was always this, this set of books that my kids looked at called the the magic school bus and the teacher 
took these kids on a ride through a magic school bus. Sometimes when I'm working with younger people, but I don't, I typically don't work with kids that it's like a magic school bus ride through everything. So if you're a kid and you remember seeing that with Miss Frizzle, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what it is. And then other times it's head to toe. You know, it's an, it's an image that comes up and sometimes it's definitely more specific. It depends on the person, how I have to approach what's happening with them. There have been times when I'm doing uh, what's known as a shamanic journey, and I'm going in that way to figure out what's going on in their body and what needs healing and where. And the interesting thing is like, I don't, I shouldn't say I don't, I rarely get something that comes up and says, oh yeah, you know what, you've got type one diabetes and here's where it is and that's what's going on. I will get other images and a story about their body and let them know where there's blocks, what I'm seeing, what's happening in there. And we then dig deeper. So it's also in the unfolding, Karen. So you getting the image or the symbol and then through exploring that with the person, you getting to the next layer, right? Correct. Okay. At a um, high level, can you just sort of explain how typically you might run a session? You know, do does somebody need to have a belief system? Do they need to, you know, be open? Yeah, I'm just interested in the in method at the high level. Um, yeah, it's, I, they don't necessarily have to have a, a belief system of any sort. Um, they have to be willing to be willing or even willing to be willing to be willing and be open to hearing and experiencing what I'm going to come through with. And that's, that's pretty much it. Most people that come to me are pretty willing because they are, they, they're, they're done. They can't figure things out. It's not often that I am approached by somebody who has, hasn't talked to um, other professionals first. I've helped out some doctors who have called on me to read on a patient with the patient's permission um, because they're stuck and they, they just, they can't figure this out. The patient's having symptoms and yet nothing is showing up anywhere. And there might be a little bit of tweak in their blood work on something, but yet they're experiencing more extraordinary symptoms that are real, um, not psychosomatic symptoms. So yeah, but other than that, like if you know, if people are concerned about like religious belief systems or anything like that, not even tied. If doctors were open to that kind of collaboration, then it's person-centered health, really. Correct. You know, for the for the individual. So that sounds promising that you do have some doctors who are open to that because my personal experience is that I was basically painted as a liar and a hypochondriac because they couldn't put my symptoms into a neat box of a diagnosis label. And so, you know, I did end up with a label of chronic fatigue because that was one of the presenting symptoms. And I eventually just stopped working with external practitioners and started to do my own research. Good. And that led me to the right people to help me 
unpack what was really going on. You know, I had a chronic infection, Mm -hmm. which was actually not even that obvious in the bloods because I did have a low white blood count. And they said, well, that's not sign of a chronic infection, but it actually is (laughs) because there's nothing left in the body to fight, you know, so there's those kind of things. So it's really helpful that you can take either somebody who's, you know, work, you know, working towards complete health because they know they've got something. Probably like if I had have met you all those years back, I would have felt such relief. So can you tell me some of the outcomes, you know, if you think of particular people and where they started and where they ended up as a result of, you know, using medical intuition? A lot of thyroid patients um, will come to me and we'll try to work through that that chakra, but there will be other things going on in their body that they might not be aware of. So that has come through. I have had a couple of patients that have, or I shouldn't say patients, um, people that have come to me that have had discomfort in particular areas. And I've seen some stagnation in there. So I would need them to really have you know, biopsy or, or go a little bit further into that. Um, the other one that is quite popular is, um, I shouldn't say quite popular. Sounds so odd. Um, common is hormone and ovarian issues. The past, I want to say four or five years, And that's interesting because a lot of times that shows up as a queen, crown, things like that, different stages, um, different colors. And so I know what I'm looking at in that, in that sense. Um, There have been a few times I've picked up things even in animals going on. So, yeah, but it's pretty much like if you were to come to me, Bev, I would have a conversation with you first because I would want to get to know sort of where you're at and and I don't need to know that you're, one of the things I don't want to know is a big medical history from someone because it starts to then bias. All of a sudden my, my logical brain starts to kick in and I, I want my intuitive piece in there. Um, but I want to get a feel for how is the best way to be able to communicate with your body so that your body feels comfortable letting me know what's going on and what's happening in there. Um, And then sometimes it would start like from head to toe. Um, I go into a meditation, you're in a meditation and I am just, I'm going head to toe. Some people I'm quiet right away and I'm just writing things down. Others, I, it's just, I'm talking as I'm doing the work and as I'm going in and I'm either seeing, hearing, or feeling different things. Again, it really depends on the, it depends on the person that I'm working with. Sometimes I'm feeling their injury, if it's a left shoulder injury or something like that. And, you know, so I need to go deeper into what's happening there. As a result, so there is one part of this is the knowing. So you, you have mm-hmm. some knowing around it. And then I kind of think, well, so what about that? So what happens next? What's the, the next step that you would take? Sometimes I get guidance right there on 
what do they need to do for healing? Like I said, I asked the three questions. First, I want to know what ails them. Then I want to know what heals them. Then I want to know what they love because there's that connection there because that is going to help them move forward to heal. I pretty much just give them the information and they take it and they'll either take it to a practitioner or maybe a different practitioner. You know, maybe they're going to go back to their doctor and say, hey, I want to go forward and have some of these tests. Let's talk about this. Um, sometimes, you know, I do further work with them with uh, coaching and nutrition and lifestyle change and habit change and things like that, or herbal medicines. Sometimes I'm given, you know, indication that maybe they need to see a chiropractor and acupuncturist or a homeopathy person. And, you know, we, it's, it's really depending on on what happens there, but I try to gain as much information as I can for them. It's not something that typically somebody needs to like regularly come back for, you know, like a monthly reading kind of thing. Um, It's pretty comprehensive. If we have to go into like a second hour because it's more that I need to be able to gain from them, then we do that. Like you said, because you've got other training, which we haven't even discussed yet, is obviously mm-hmm. the, you know, the wellness coaching and also the, the um, other aspects there. So it's sort of like you're a number of practitioners rolled into one. So somebody could just continue their journey if they're not requiring yes. modern medical help. Correct. If they, so, yeah, if they don't yeah. need to maybe have surgery, you know, maybe surgery is the right answer mm-hmm. for them. Um, I know in my case, it was the right answer for me. I knew something was not right with my body. And because, you know, life is busy and I think I know what I'm doing. You know, the universe said, we're going to give you kidney stones because you're missing something. You can see it, but you're not understanding that this is as real as it is for my own body because it's, you know, if I had another medical intuitive look in and see that person might have seen something I couldn't because we get in our own way. I'm human. I get in my, get in my own way. <laughs> so I had kidney stones. This is back in 2014. Kidney stones put me into a hospital. The hospital then did the intern there kind of poked around and thought, mm, this feels like it might be ovarian, not, not kidney. I said, no, it's kidney, but it's also appendix. And so they poked around a little bit more and then they did, they sent me in for a CT scan and that's where they found it was in the appendix. And I had two types of appendix cancer. Wow. So that's sort of because you were in the hospital, because they were then. Right. Yeah. If you hadn't have been there, it may not have been investigated. Yeah. Exactly. And so I had, I want to say I seeked out, I'm using the wrong word. (laughs) After a long day, um, a an appointment with a with a well known medical intuitive, and I sat with it myself after and felt that the information that I was the direction that I was given was not was from this person was not what I felt okay with, and I felt okay. I need I knew I needed surgery. I knew that, um, so that's what I went with. And in the end, that was the right decision for me. So even if I'm giving direction to someone, I want them to feel comfortable with they have options. It's their decision. It's their body. 
The other thing I want them to, to work on is as they are going through the process with me, envisioning what's happening with them, while they're in a meditation, I ask them to also ask their body the same questions, like what can they feel? I want them to be in tune with their body too, you know, um, to be able to sit and do that and, um, you know, meditate regularly and just, you know, people always hear that phrase, listen to your body. Mm, yeah, it's telling you things. And that leads me to the question that, Yes, it's always wonderful when you're at a certain point and you need external guidance, but we do have that in inner wisdom that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So is there any uh, simple tools that you could recommend that listeners could practice, you know, that enhance that connection with their body and its signals? Yeah, um, I'm going to say really easy, but at times in life, like, now with the world being in a lot of chaos and our lives are turned upside down um, pretty much globally. I'm going to say just even if you go for a walk and just, you know, start head to toe, you know, how's my hair today? Do I have a headache? Do I have this? Do I have that? Like not in a negative way, but you're sort of, if you close your eyes and kind of like run as I'm closing my eyes, I'm doing this. I sort of like, it's like if you picture water running through, like what does that feel like? And doing things like that, like you're just spending, even if it's five minutes, nothing else on, it's just you and your body. And, you know, you'll, you'll start to kind of see what feels off for you. And nothing's that we're not going to feel 100% awesome every day. You know, so they're gonna they're gonna be some little quirks that are off, you know. But to just stay in tune with it, mm. you know. Maybe it's just stretching that someone needs that day, you know. But you don't have to sit down for like an hour every day and you know do this amazing meditation. Um, I think just really a walk outside is a great thing if you can do it. But to find what works for you, for some people listening to their body, I know a lot of women will, will dance and they just start doing that or even yoga or anything like that. And all of a sudden you're, you're shutting out the external world and you're just in your body. Like my thing is running. I'm not fast. I'm slow, but I love running and hiking. And at first I'm cranky. The first mile is like, what am I doing? What am I thinking? Do I really want to be doing this? And my breathing gets in motion and I'm, I'm feeling my body more other than just feeling uncomfortable. And then I get in a rhythm and all of a sudden I'm in my body, you know? So that's a good idea. Yeah. Yes, I think keep it simple. Yeah. really. I, I, absolutely. And that's part of when I ask, what do they love? there's going to be pieces in there that I'm going to be able to help them fold into what's going to work for them to be able to connect better with their body. Okay. Mm -hmm. Brilliant. Yeah. And so in closing, what are your tips for living fabulously, Karen? Good food. Great company. Knowing you need your alone time because we all need that to check in. Take care of your body. I am really one with like, exercise, meditate, fresh air, all the basics. And 
just love, you know, spending time with the people that you love, that you care about and meeting other people, sharing your gifts, lots of things, mm. things that are the most simple, the most simple, basic parts of life to me are absolutely the most fabulous. Brilliant. Thank you for that. And you can find Karen Bender at her website. It's karenbender.com. It will be in the show notes so you get the correct spelling. Mm -hmm. And then she also is on Facebook with a very long list of credentials <laughs> in the in the king. So I won't read that one out. But yeah. um, Karen, thank you mm -hmm. so much for sharing this insight and inspiring us to really, I feel like the message here, the big message is you have that wisdom give yourself the time and space to connect exactly and when you have you know exhausted your own resources and there are symptoms that seem seem unreal you know that you can't get a handle on what those things are then seek out somebody like yourself who does that from a medical intuitive point of view i do it from a slightly different point of view because I actually have a symptoms questionnaire that actually leads me to a number of very common problems. Perfect. So I would love to develop my intuition mm -hmm. to your um, mm -hmm. level. But right now it's working incredibly well because I can actually even pinpoint things like parasites, awesome. other things you mentioned, thyroid problems and because I am dealing with women with unexplainable exhaustions that a good night's sleep doesn't fix. So obviously you've got to get the sleep right. You've got to get all those basics right that you mentioned. But beyond that, sometimes there are contributing things. And often you'll go to have some tests and they don't show anything. Or the doctor will believe those numbers are on range. So then you kind of think, well, it must be in my head. And you talked about psychosomatic um stuff versus what's real i mean you know if you have sat with your own body mm -hmm. and you will know that whether something is actually feeling that way because of perhaps unexpressed emotion or not speaking your truth you know a lot of women who do have thyroid issues have an issue with speaking their truth mm -hmm. it's really often the the symptom in the body is related to a behavior, an emotion, a spiritual deficit, um, a number of different things. So thanks so much for bringing this all together and knowing that we've got people like you in the world that can help us take that next step. Because you're right, when, we, when we've got to the limit of our capacity, sometimes, it, and like you even seek out other people to, to support you. So oh absolutely thank you for being with me today on the show thank you this was wonderful thank you for having me thank you so much for listening and i would love to know what you enjoyed most about this episode you can connect with me on facebook by searching for living fabulously with bev or feel welcome to leave a message or comment on my website you can get the links and any references from this episode in the show notes at my website, www.livingfabulously.com forward slash podcasts. Do you have a friend who you think deserves to live fabulously? Spread the love around by sharing the podcast with them right now. Until next time, be sure to live the fab life. The information shared here and in our programs and webinars should not be seen as medical advice. 
and is not meant to take the place of seeing licensed health professionals.